move over Lady Gaga and J-Lo. At Wednesday's star-studded inauguration, U.S. Senator Bernie Sanders somehow managed to steal the spotlight with his supersized mittens. This photo of Sanders cutting a curmudgeonly figure in his grandpa-chic mittens sent the Internet into a meme frenzy. Sanders has been spliced atop the throne from Game of Thrones, seated next to Forrest Gump on that famous bench. Even placed high above New York City in the legendary photo, lunch atop a skyscraper. Sanders told CBS News his viral attire was merely a practical decision. You know, in Vermont, uh, <laughs> we dress, we, we, we know something about the cold. And we're not so concerned about good fashion. We want to keep warm. And that's, that's what I did today. Good morning, Gut Buckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast, where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name's Joey. I'm Andrew. I'm Chris. And this is episode 219. It's the year in review 2021. How are you guys feeling about the year? Ugh. Uh, <laughs> not great. <laughs> you start with a ugh. Well, the county that we live in is number three in the nation in COVID. Uh acceptance rate i don't know, I don't know what do you call it covid infection rate <laughs> so we're like one of the best covid counties yeah we're we're top three best covid county right now Take everyone that. i know i just recovered from about myself embarrassing as it is to admit yep it's uh, not embarrassing. no it's not it isn't it's a little embar- it's, it's not anymore maybe because it People are getting it by not doing stupid stuff. But you're vaccinated. Like you, you, you did what you had to do. I yeah, and 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 it wasn't like I wasn't super sick or anything. But visiting home and having to spend ten days running Airbnbs and staying away from people, it's just uh, just dumb as hell. Yeah, yeah, it sucks. Twenty twenty one, dumb as hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is to say this year, yeah. I so, mean, it, it's right off the bat, it started dumb, right? January 6th, it was just like, boom, this is going to be a dumb year. Do you think, just, I don't, we don't have to elaborate, but yes or no, do you guys think that the January 6th thing is, will, is historically significant or is significant? Is it? I, I think people will view it as significant. Okay. Rightly? I don't, con- I'm not. Okay, you're just saying, like, what will happen. You're not putting your... Yeah, I think, like, history will remember it. I just... I mean, this is, like, not a political take at all, but I just feel like... I mean, it's just a bunch of idiots doing dumb stuff. Like, there was no danger. Well, yeah, people died. Person died. Uh, Well, one person on the Trump side and one we're gonna have to cut all this uh, sorry, one, sorry. this is a terrible way to start sorry i'm sorry but i've been thinking about it for a while yeah um, all right sorry yeah well i mean yeah it's been an interesting year um how do you guys feel as far as like making these lists uh or also not great <laughs> yeah it was fine you know yeah. i got there okay it wasn't as i I think I was just in a dark place when I like started thinking about it <laughs> today, and uh, and it actually was like okay, there were there were things that were notable because it uh, to quote not a surf, it felt like more of like the blankest year to me. Like, ah. Just like there's just like what what even happened? Like, yeah, it, it, like I I listen to less new music than I ever have. 
I I feel like I just participated in, in fewer new things than I have ever had, which is partly aging. Yeah. And partly, you know, just like the you we delve into comforts, you know, when yeah. we're just bummed out or when when there's like not a lot going on. But there's also a lot of like cool stuff that happened. For sure. Yeah, yeah there's some good stuff. In the monks there, if you look close enough. Yeah. <laughs> if you squint, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I know. I, I wanted to make sure I brought up some of the actual, like, I get very self-conscious when we do these episodes because I feel like the stuff we like is not what people like. And um, so I, I made an effort to, to look at what was popular so we could talk a little bit about what was mm. popular. But also I realized the people listening to this are more our age range and not really worried if we're, like, talking about, like, Olivia Rodrigo. (laughs) But I think that in general, it seems from my vantage that the listeners that are our age are more plugged into general pop culture than, than I'm going to say a we here, Mm. than we sometimes are. Mm. Yeah, I think that's true. But I mean, one of my favorite things about the year in reviews is learning what other people love because there's always, especially with music, but also movies, but especially music, there's like stuff that I've never even heard of. It's almost all stuff I've never even heard of. Yeah. Which is cool. And I check it out and, you know, sometimes I like it. Yeah. 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 I mean, people have sent us stuff. We'll read it. If you feel like, ooh, that might be good, you know, pause, write it down. We're just sharing culture here. Sure, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, our categories are what, Andrew? Um, Movies, TV shows. Albums, songs, music videos, video games, books, podcasts, and events. Mm. Mm. And of course, I got I got some sporting stuff, oh, and, I, sure. and I got some big okay. orange couch. Yeah, data some points highlights. Oh, okay. <laughs> and nightlights here. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Um, Chris, you're the guest here. Where do you want to... I feel like you, you think that you're doing this out of politeness, but <laughs> you guys don't want to... Do, do you guys have a feeling? Because I don't really have a... Mm. No. Not necessarily. I just don't want to start with events. Is really... mm. Okay. Let's start with... Maybe your most hated. Well, no, don't, don't start. Don't start somewhere like... <laughs> I don't want to start with like a, bi- a huge fun one or a really... Let's start with TV show. Okay. I'm... I, you know, I was mentioning this to Andrew before before you got here but i think this is the best year in tv in a very long time which i said that's insane what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm not i i don't i i don't even know how a year could come close to <laughs> this is this in terms I mean, of good seasons of existing tv shows lumped into that because if that's true then i'll agree debut and like existing yeah seasons it's um, been a lot of good a lot of great TV this year. Mm, Let's just okay. turn this into a succession podcast. Because well, <laughs> I... <laughs> the, the, yeah, well, actually, I was just about to say the Rory cast, but that's actually something mm. already. So, um, uh, Andrew? Uh, you ready? I'm, I'm right. Top show? I, yeah. I, 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 I gave it a lot of thought. Good. Um, finally, I landed, uh, I decided the best is Reservation Dogs. Mm. Um I really, really liked this. It was probably like the most different and personal show it felt like that I watched this year. Um, it was only eight episodes, so like that was sort of a knock, but those eight episodes were so good. 
Yeah, I don't know. It just felt very human, and uh, I like the like. <laughs> What's it about? Yeah, yeah, I should say it. Um, it's about these like uh, uh, indigenous kids that are living on a reservation. Um, I'm not sure what state. Okay, it's okay. okay. Um, it's uh, and it's just them kind of like trying to figure out: do they want to stay there? And they feel kind of stuck there at times, and not at other times, and like connected to the place in some ways it's just them kind of like figuring out as kids like that are becoming adults kind of like what are they going to do with their lives and are they going to stay on this reservation or get out and um it's just really uh i don't know the uh, it's like it's kind of like these other fx shows it just like feels really grounded and like there's like I guess, like, there's some strangeness to it, a little bit, but uh, it mostly just feels like, uh, almost like Atlanta feels mm -hmm. just in its own world. So, you got beat up. Actually, I got jumped. It's because I'm the leader of a gang, sort of the leader. You know, big responsibilities. Yeah. Wait till you get older. Life gets much harder. Look at me. You think I like having this job? You think I wanted to be out here this long? Ten years. I don't have a family. I got nothing. Don't get me wrong. I love the Native American people. Very sweet, majestic, very special. I'm trying to grow this out. I'm sick of it. I just want to go back from where I'm from. China? No, you shit. I grew up in San Diego. I'm Korean, not Chinese. What the? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean anything like that. Are you Navajo or Inuit? Neither. Okay, then. Okay, your nose is swollen, but you're gonna be fine. I got you some ibuprofen. Oh, cool. Wait, wait, wait. So, sorry, doctor, one more thing. Um, that means I shouldn't fight for, like, a while, right? No, fight all you want. Really? Yeah. It's, like, 100% dedicated to its perspective, yes. which I think is what FX does so well, is, like, it shows our 100%, like, this is this show is 100% made by Native Americans. The music in it is by Native American bands. Like the stories of it, the stories in the episodes are really grounded in like the struggles of a reservation or like some of the funnier stuff that obviously you can tell who's writing it and directing it have like experienced. It's just a fully realized universe pretty quickly too. And considering like these young kind of teenage actors, it feels successful. Yeah, absolutely. Um and it's just, it's like the first um, coming of age type thing that I've watched in a while that I felt like really connected to. I'm like just yeah, totally sure. into it. Um, and also just sort of side note, I was happy to see the um, Native American guy from Westworld was mm, in this. And Fargo. Uh, yeah. Oh, I only know him from Fargo. Oh, okay. I was going to ask you if you guys know his name. Do you? No. Let's look it up because he's great. Zane McLaren. Uh, and he's also uh, really good in Doctor Sleep, which came out a uh, couple years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, great actor, great show. Uh, I think that's on FX, and you can watch it on Hulu if you have it. Yeah, yeah. Great pick. Well, mine is also Reservation Dogs. Perfect. Nice. Yeah, I'm surprised that I did not think that that was what either of you would pick. And it was hard at first, but then it was like very easy because, I mean. The, Everything Andrew said, I feel the the depth of the show, the warmth of the show, the humor of it, like it's poignant, it's sad, it's funny. Like there are some absurd kind of elements that 
kind of make it keep it light it just in addition to being dedicated to its perspective which i like that phrase i think that it like understands tone so well too like nothing ever gets too in any direction you know if there's like a really sad kind of tough poignant thing it's like counterbalanced by you know a really funny thing or, or vice versa and it has one of the hallmarks of uh of successful shows i think of deadwood here but the um the use of a show centric insult with uh, shit ass <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which just becomes like yeah like okay, either deadwood or uh succession does this too more in season one um but i i love that kind of recurring thing that makes it kind of it, it feel more familiar um all the care the kids are awesome and like you've never seen them in anything and it's like why haven't i seen them in everything um yeah can't can't say enough good about the Finally show found it and i buried that 15 years ago why don't you just get your weed card it's legal now because I ain't no fool, fool. I ain't smoking no government-sanctioned weed. GMO nightmare. Plus, I don't like the new weed. I, I like this old shit. Same age as me. Yeah. Burns, right? You can smoke 15 joints in one sitting. Oh, fuck, 15-year-old bug, never mind. Yeah, Ooh. how would you not see yeah. that? Hey, look out! Look out! It was the show that was like, I was like tre I would only watch it because there were only eight episodes when I like knew I could treasure like every moment. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. And 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 this like like Joey said, year of great TV. So on the one hand it was hard to pick, but then there's just zero to critique about reservation dogs for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um you know what the only thing that bothers me, it's not about the show itself, but just that it took me weeks to even realize it existed. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what was going on with the, um, the advertising or whatever, but like, why did this take me so long to get to? Yeah. I, I don't watch, I'm the kind of person that people that like, I need someone to tell me to watch something or I need something to hit me over the head. Like that I'm going to watch it. Cause I don't watch a whole lot of new TV shows. And this is one that no one told me about. And I started, um and yeah i i just i feel like i lucked out because i don't know how i would otherwise would have found it i didn't even know that i maybe talked to joey about it briefly maybe. i don't even know if i did but i definitely didn't know that you know andrew watched it or yeah. loved it uh what are your thoughts because i one of the hurdles maybe i thought would be the name of the show mm. Th- yeah thoughts on i i don't love like it's such a good show i wish it wasn't like a joke name you know, I didn't like it at first until it we until it kind of came around in the story, like mm-hmm. that he loved title. Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, all right, that's, I appreciated that there that I got an explanation. Yeah, yeah. this is written into the show. Yeah. yeah, okay, which is more than you get for a lot of TV show titles. Yeah. Sure, Uncle Brownie. Best character on the show? <laughs> uh, I mean, I think that uh, aforementioned uh, police officer okay. is the best character. Okay. Uncle Brownie is pretty good and yeah. great that he reoccurs. Yes. I was worried so, that it was a one and done. Me too, yeah. They must have known what they had. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. God. Um, all right. Well, uh, Love Reservation Dogs. Uh, it's not my pick, but um, 
and this one I really struggled with because I wasn't sure if um, I wasn't sure if it was a TV show. Mm. But uh, I went with uh, the Beatles Get Back, mm. uh, which is on Disney Plus. It aired in three parts. Each part is about uh, two and a half hours. But um, I just thought it was like, as far as like immersing myself in something, it was like the most. I was just hooked. Like. I watched that first one, couldn't wait for the second one. Watched the second one, couldn't wait for the third one. Mm. Very literally, like, getting to hang out with the Beatles, uh, getting to learn a little bit more about, like, who they were and that weird moment in the band. And uh, it looked great. Just so cool to hear them, like, working out these songs. Um, I don't know. I just, I loved it. It was uh, eight hours of just pure, pure joy. Could have kept going. Have you watched it? No. You should watch it. <laughs> even if you're What's not a it on? You, Disney Plus. Oh. Right. Um, even even <laughs> even if you're not a Beatles fan, I think there's like kind of something fascinating about watching these like people who shaped uh, 20th century music yeah. working things out. I will say that I think that I mean I totally understand why it appeals to you, and it definitely appeals to me. But most of the people I've talked to about it are like musicians or people who love the Beatles. Yeah. And it's like, I wonder if it appeals more broadly to that because to but be honest, I haven't even finished it and I love it. Like it would, it's in the top three, if not number two of things for me this year. But I rewind every scene like three times because there's just so much going on. And I love the Beatles, and I'm, like, I guess sort of a musician. But, like, there's just, it's just so pregnant with, like, both, like, subtle kind of interpersonal significance, but yeah. also, like, history of pop music significance. Right. Um, well, I think that's why I think you don't have, because everybody knows the Beatles. Like, you don't, you don't have a choice in it. Like, you've heard Get Back... You've heard Let It Be, like all these songs that they're writing while the cameras are rolling. So to me, it's like, even if you don't love those songs, there is something kind of mesmerizing about like, oh, like this is the moment. You know, I, I love the scene uh, where like John is talking junk with the director. Ringo's having his own conversation with this other guy. And like in the background, you just hear Paul like writing, let it be on the piano and like nobody's paying attention to him. There's just these like great kind of historical things you're watching uh, as far as pop music goes. And um, yeah, I loved it. What could it be, Paul? Something in the way she moves. What attracted me at all? Just say whatever comes in your head each time. Attracts me like a cauliflower until you get the word. Yeah, but I've been through this one, like, for about six months. Attracts me like a pomegranate. <laughs> we could have that. Attracts me like a pomegranate. Something in the way she moves. Just, just, uh, imagining the parody right now, like every second being like, you know, the moment. Yeah, you know, they come exactly. Up with the song. And it, there's a little bit of that. Yeah. But I do think it's edited 
really well too, and I think that's part of its success. Yeah. Too. I sorry, I have two takes okay. that I have to. One I've already shared with you and talking to Joey about this that like it really also feels like if you're into the Beatles, it is a total Rorschach test. Uh, like you're gonna see kind of what you want to see because I've talked with Joey about it and I feel like we've come to somewhat different conclusions about band dynamics you know so I though I I feel like I understand the Beatles as someone who loves the Beatles I love the Beatles and it's I know it's not cool to love the Beatles anymore but uh I feel like I understand the Beatles more than anything 95 percent better than I ever did before. Like it feels like yeah. nothing else up to watching this documentary actually mattered in terms of right. understanding the dynamic of the band. Yeah. It's like, it was there's like, no I, substitute to like watching them in a room for an hour. It's like, I literally knew nothing about them until I watched this. And yeah. as someone who like sought out information, number two, this is a great uh, tweet. I think from AC Newman uh, of the ah. new pornographers. Did you see this? I think so. Yeah. Uh, my hot take Beatles ushered in the age of pop music art but they came from the trenches and therefore weren't as self-consumed by their genius as other artists would be in their wake, which I think absolutely Mm -hmm. nails it. Because part of what's cool about it is while they are writing these songs that become, you couldn't write the history of pop music without them. They are, because this isn't just Let It Be. This is Abbey Road. This is, you know, songs that didn't make either of those that are on like Past Masters. Uh, There's zero pretentiousness. like, not even one percent pretentious. Yeah. So even Paul, who would, who's like so serious, who's such a control freak in some ways, he's not pretentious at all, and he's so good at not at like really being real. Like they're yeah, their their road manager is like leaning over the piano as he's working on I think like long and winding road, and being like, actually, I wouldn't use that word. <laughs> and Paul's like, oh really? And like, <laughs> you know, what I mean, like. At this point, they're the Beatles. Like, they're 10 years in. He doesn't have to be listening to anybody. But And, like, definitely, like, when you watch George, like, so this clip I just played in the episode here, like, George showing them something and, like, being so kind of anxious about showing them and not knowing what word to use and, like, trying to pick Lennon's brain. Um, yeah, it's just really cool. Like, they're, they're already achieved more than anybody's ever achieved in music, and, like, they're still kind of, like, these kids who are nervous about songwriting but having fun and which is just totally key to their success like yeah. that like they would not be the beatles without that and and like ac newman said there's no band since them that was as good as them that like weren't obsessed with their own genius you yeah. know like they are zero percent obsessed with their own genius yeah it's awesome mm-hmm. yeah. worth a look pretty uh fascinating also just as uh, what it is like this weird one-of-a-kind moment like before this there was no chance of this type of thing ever happening yeah uh like I, I don't know in this particular way even just like getting this look however many decades past uh at the beginning of like not just not just like this shift in music but uh just like shift of everything kind of i mean like the whole world right. was changing yeah uh, well it just even just documenting every moment yeah, of them yeah. recording like camera set up it's yeah it's kind of this shift in um how we treat celebrity and yeah anyway yeah. get back yeah. cool close call um yeah i had 
I, I've picked a few. I guess my official close call is the Chucky series on uh, sci-fi. Wow. <laughs> what the hell is that? Um, <laughs> About Chucky? Yeah. Uh, I've always... Uh, the Child's Play movies were like some of the first ones that like got me into horror movies for some reason. Always loved them. And it's just... Maybe it's partially because it's such like a, a kind of simple, dumb idea on the face of it that should have been terrible, but this is like the exception to terrible movies, in, a, in terrible horror movies in a way. Like, it, I don't know. Um, it just, they have been so much better than I ever expected them to be or whatever, like, whatever think that they could be i guess um and i feel like the guy who makes these uh with each single one has pushed it in a new direction like new interesting direction with every iteration um huh. of chucky like as it's gone hmm. along um and he's been in charge throughout all this um so i don't know it's just fascinating to me it's like i mean i love them for their like campiness and just like the horrorness of it but also just like the the unbelievable like uh, that they did this thing that seems impossible when I think about it. Like it sounds how impossible. Did you A show about Chucky with... sounds impossible. <laughs> um, What's but, it on? What channel? Sci-fi. Sci-fi. Uh, how he... did you did you know it was coming out? Yeah. Okay. I was kind of prepped for it. <laughs> uh, but I've been following the movies. Like even the ones yeah. that came out like direct to video or whatever have been if not amazing like each one has done something new that i thought oh that's interesting um anyway uh the series turned out to be really good just really entertaining um yeah so i i guess you know if you like chucky out there i don't know if i like chucky i've never seen a single child's play i've never seen anything but now i'm excited to check it out great (laughs) do you have to have watched child's play to watch this um no, but it there's a lot of stuff that does connect back to the movies. Like you don't have to know it, but it does make it richer. The Chucky <laughs> multiverse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. it's actually literal in a way you don't even know. Oh gosh! Wow. <laughs> so, a little, a little tease there. <laughs> okay. um, but some other ones that I just wanted to mention this year: um, Cowboy Bebop. Mm. Didn't I, that get canceled? Already? Got canceled. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but and it wasn't perfect. I agree with a lot of the complaints about it but i also feel like they're coming from a place of like you if you love the original series it's not it doesn't do everything that you probably loved about the original series but at the same time i thought it looked great all the actors were great uh especially jet if you know the series uh he was really awesome um but yeah, I, it, it wasn't perfect, but I thought it was very good. A very, an admirable attempt. Um, also, just want to mention Hacks, uh, The Nevers, The Cho Show, and Yellow Jackets. Yeah. Yeah, I'm working on Yellow Jackets. Very intriguing. Yeah. Way better than I thought it was going to be. Like, I mean, I heard the story of it, and I was putting it off. I just didn't want to accept it, but... Uh, yeah. Yellow Jackets is on Showtime. Yes. It's like a, a 90s high school girl soccer team plane crash in the middle of nowhere, Canada. 
kind of how they're surviving intercut with like them, those who have survived as adults. And I feel like that even doesn't, for me, that wasn't doing it. I was like, that doesn't sound necessarily interesting enough, but once I started it. Yeah, there's a lot of elements to it. Uh... I, 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 you guys caught up with Yellow Jackets? I am uh, not. I'm one episode back. I'm just gonna let you know the end of the 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 newest episode. Mm-hmm. You guys are gonna really be reeling. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They like sit down and listen to They Might Be Giants or what? <laughs> no, 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 no. Not not like in a personal. Oh okay. Way. It's just, it's just like. The ending is really lot. something. Okay, good, yeah. good. I'm ready for that. It needs that moment. So yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, it has that moment. I like that show, too. Cool. Um, I've never heard of any of the other shows. <laughs> wow, I was just going to say, you guys haven't watched Hacks. It's on HBO. No. It sounds Very terrible. Good. What a terrible show name. Fine, but I mean, just watch it. Are they, are they hackers? No, they're uh, stand-up comedians. Oh, oh, that sounds great. Yeah, that sounds great. Well, you gotta you gotta sell it a little <laughs> bit. Very good. Okay. Pretty much all those like stand-up shows are at least amusing like the first time around until you, until like the person in, you know pulls a Louie and like does something terrible yeah. and then you can't watch it anymore. Yeah, Aziz and yeah, yeah, it seems like all yeah, they all they all fall apart. Yeah, we're, we're waiting for uh, the the moment when uh, Pete, uh, what's his name, Davidson? No, what's, <laughs> Pete, uh, the oh Holmes, Pete Holmes, oh, yeah, <laughs> crashing. Yeah, That's a good show. yeah. Uh, yeah which which good. is great, but I feel like he's the next to go down for sure. Some sort of like maybe <laughs> like no, no doubt, way. no doubt, no possible. Way. <laughs> yeah, but Mike Berbiglia, it's all coming. <laughs> All right. What's your close call, Chris? Or, uh, or close my calls? official close call is White Lotus. Mm, love it. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Andrew did not like it apparently. But what? I mean, I'll, yeah. I. I hear what HBO's White Lotus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mike I mean, White's. <laughs> my, my, Mike White is great to me. Uh, number one, I, I'm kind of late to the Mike White game. I'm actually re- or watching for the first time. Enlightened. Um, mm. Did you ever guys? I never got to it. I mean, Laura Dern and, uh, oh, why are you laughing at Laura Dern? Laura Dern is I, I just love, I just love that that's your first selling point. Laura Dern. Well, I, I don't know. I'm a She's huge Laura Dern yeah. fan. And, um, no and Luke Wilson, you know? Oh, I like yeah. And a TV show. Yeah. By Mike White. By Mike White. It sounds great. Like, how can... I do want to get to it, yeah. It, it's, it, it's very different, but it, it's great. It's very the year 2000, you know? Um, anyway... Uh, White Lotus, I thought was like pitch perfect tone wise. Uh, I think that it handled uh, kind of th- that, like all the characters had perspectives that you could maybe think were the perspective of the show, but then it never quite added up. Like it was, there was kind of a critique of everyone. I like the premise of uh, having just the interaction among people who are obviously insane by staying at this like weird upscale resort in Hawaii like just the kind of people who would all congregate there um uh do, what, what what's the woman's name she's, you, you know in like best in show and all that stuff yeah, oh, yeah I know yeah uh, she's so good she's so good yeah. um all the actors I, I feel like uh tv show wise this might be my favorite acting performance tv show that I can remember Great where every single character is just killing their role. Um, I think that the, the ending maybe Andrew can quibble with. I like the ending. 
of it. Uh, I like that there probably won't be a second season of it. I like I like shows that are one season uh, because I don't watch that much stuff. Um, it's funny. It's provocative. It's interesting. It does critique in a way that isn't preachy. Um, cultural critique, that is. It's set in Hawaii. It's Yeah, it's set <laughs> in Hawaii. The, the cinematography is amazing. The music is amazing. Um, the acting is amazing. There's just really nothing not to like for me. So I'm very yeah. interested. Andrew has got this like... <laughs> it's, most, it's mostly... It's looking like the Joker. No. <laughs> it's like it's set up as this crime mystery, but it's, it's a comedy. It's like a social commentary comedy. Right? Yeah. I mean... Yeah. It's something... Yeah. Uh, what didn't you like about it? I, the whole, I liked it on the face of it. Like, mm-hmm. uh, everybody was acting well. <laughs> I liked how the setting, um, but the entire thing, throughout the entire thing, I felt like this is, I don't know where this is going. And then it never got anywhere. And I was like, what? How could you cut, walk away with that? <laughs> That was just my feeling. I mean, I I felt like... Do you wish they would not have set up the murder plot? I felt like they were... Okay, first of all, I didn't even know about this murder thing until the the very last episode. Uh, It it, starts with a coffin. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, Oh, I didn't... Maybe I wasn't even, like, fully... Jake Lacey... Yeah, is, like, at the airport. Ah. Okay, I didn't remember that. But, um... I just felt like it was didn't even watch the it. whole time. I did watch <laughs> it. Felt like the whole time it was setting up these storylines that just like never for me paid off. The only yeah. person storyline that paid off for me throughout the series was uh, the John? kids at the end. Anyway, like everybody else's uh, arc, story arc, I was just like, Steve's on. This just feels his like story arc is very satisfying to me. Um. Um. It, okay, it just felt very underwhelming when I got to the end. I was like, fine. I mean, it was it was an okay watching experience. I just, I was also like surrounded by this chatter, I feel like, of everybody loves this show so much. I'm like, yeah, it's good. I was not surrounded just, by any of that chatter. I did not know that that was true. Yeah. All right, all right. I mean, there's a lot to like about it. I just could not. Were you stunned? I feel like it never came together in a way that I... In any kind of like satisfying way. Were you stunned at how handsome Steve Zahn was? Wow, <laughs> he looks great. You know what? I like Steve Zahn. Yeah. Uh, I love Blue Steve Zahn. Blue Streak, I think. Oh Blue my gosh. Or, uh, no, Save, no, Saving National Silverman? Security, excuse me. That oh. thing yeah, you yeah, do? Yeah, yeah. yeah Steve oh Zahn's great. Oh my gosh, he's so good. I like to see him there. Um, <laughs> but, you know, ultimately just didn't do it for me. And Murray Bartlett, uh, breakout actor. Of who who did she play? No, that's the, uh, the guy who played Armand. Oh, 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 so good. Yeah, he was good. He was great. He was good. Like, yeah. one of the best acting performances by someone I've never seen who's an adult. Because sometimes we get, like, breakout acting performances by kids, and it's just they've never been cast in anything. Mm-hmm. But that guy's a full-blown adult and, like, should, <laughs> <A> full-blown adult. <laughs> should be in everything. Yeah, he's great. Um, Well, my close call – so I, 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 what I've decided to do here is just talk about something else that wasn't my close call. My official close call was Reservation Dogs. I feel like we've given a good amount of time. My wow. second close call was White Lotus. Um, my third was Midnight Mass, which we've talked a mm. whole bunch about. Yeah. It's on Netflix. Great uh, kind of a horror miniseries. So I'm going to talk about uh, a documentary series on Netflix. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> called Last Chance You Basketball. Um, it's a... You know it? No. Oh. <laughs> He's disgusted. <laughs> Last Chance You Basketball is a documentary series that follows a... 
community college in Los Angeles, a boys basketball team. Most of these kids like either didn't have the grades to get into like a major university or they had some kind of behavioral problem, but they're really good at basketball. And uh, so the whole documentary is kind of about them trying to like get noticed kind of by bigger colleges, but really the focus of the documentary is their coach who is just this incredible figure. Like this guy who like bends over backwards, kind of like changes these kids' lives. Like he is like, you know, Coach Carter iconic. Like this guy should have his own, I mean, he does have his own series here, but he's that incredible. Um, And like his relationship with these kids, the stuff they're going through is like, you get to know every kid on the team, kind of what they're going through. Um, their difficulties they're really good as a basketball team they're trying to win state and all of this is set it's kind of in the background if you know the dates but um all of this is leading up to like the start of the pandemic like Mm. so their season's gonna run into the pandemic um anyway i love documentaries and this one i love basketball of course i don't think you have to love basketball to watch this it definitely helps but um it's just such a like great character study like Mm. these these kids are incredible uh, the coaches are incredible. I don't know. It's a great one. Um, yeah, that sounds interesting. Yeah. Actually, I mean, you really poo pooed it initially. I did. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't have. Um, a few other shows I want to give a shout out to. Sure. Uh, Mayor of Easttown really enjoyed that ride with Kate Winslet on mm. HBO. No, I still haven't watched that. Uh, People keep either. talking about. I know. It. I'm I'm looking forward to checking it out. Really good. Um, re- yeah. Also, just this whole good. time I thought it was Mayor. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, ah, political <laughs> put that on the back burner uh search for italy with stanley tucci oh loved it so good it was very good yes yes um saturday morning all-stars i haven't watched it yet i'm the sure it's oh, great with yeah, kyle mooney i watched the first couple episodes uh i was enjoying it okay yeah it's fun it's a uh, it's definitely like a. I. <laughs> I only know this because of the preview on Netflix, but I didn't realize like there was like a season long arc. Of... Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah this... All the cartoons have arcs <laughs> and the best part, which is like him hosting with his twin brother and like their arc of like the one being. <laughs> okay. So uh, there it's like a nineties variety show Sunday, mo- Saturday morning type thing. And he, he, <laughs> He plays the twins, and the one twin is, like, insanely popular, and, like, everybody loves them. And the other twin, like, everybody, like, literally doesn't pay attention to, and it's just a great art. Kyle uh, Mooney of the Ky- Saturday Night Live yes. background. <laughs> Kyle Mooney. He plays... <laughs> Occasional sketch. Yes. That's not they, a video. They, like, throw him something, yeah. Three episodes. Uh, he plays every character on the show, does, like, almost every voice on the show. It's mostly cartoons, but um, it's very fun. Uh, we mentioned Yellow Jackets, Only Murder in the Buildings, kind of a fun, kind of like, just kind of a show you can forget about when it's over, but you know, Steve Martin, Martin Short, hello. I I was surprised (laughs) that for me, Martin Short was like the highlight of the show. Of course. I've been honest forever. Martin Short is like, first of all, he's the quickest wit in comedy history. So good. There's not even, he's the the sharpest gun or whatever. (laughs) Uh, but he's obviously better than Steve Martin. He's always like compared with Steve Martin and always doing stuff with Steve Martin. I don't even see how people like think they're in the same league. Um, well, I did Sorry. love Steve. I mean, I haven't seen Steve Martin in anything recently besides this. Uh, but you know, he's love him. Does Steve Martin have anything that comes close to Clifford? Uh, <laughs> <football> <laughs> the jerk. 
I'm just, I love I'm, the I'm just being an idiot. Um, and then two more. Uh, Station Eleven has just started, but I'm very intrigued with where it's going in Landscapers on HBO. Um, mm, I, two two ones yeah, that are in progress right now, so who knows? But I haven't gotten to see McGruber. That that's what easy- I was going to mention. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I could easily... You know what? <laughs> I, I never watched the film McGruber until about two years ago. And I could not have disliked it more. Oh, wow. And wow. I know that that is, I, I feel weird about that because I like Will Forte <laughs> and pretty much everyone I know thinks McGruber is hilarious and great and like a good film. And uh, no, no, it just sucks. Oh, um, no. Bad take. I'll give, right. I'll give my quick shout out to 2021 seasons of shows that are really good. Oh, we my don't gosh. Have to, yeah. I know that, that that'll take all day no. but just real quick succession of course oh my gosh and then pen 15 i love pen oh 15 my so gosh much. so good it is almost like the, just the, i mean pen 15 is almost more succession is the best show maybe i've ever seen on tv in terms of like every aspect of it being like so tight and so well done but pen 15 i think it's mostly the, these two people putting together a show that is as good as freaks and geeks to me uh was um as as good as like coming of age stuff gets okay i mean i like it i wouldn't go to it's, those could, wouldn't put it and, in and not to mention uh two of the funniest well maya is or i don't know what her real name is but the maya mm-hmm. character is one of the funniest comedic actors i feel like i've ever seen <laughs> it's a great show don't forget uh second season of i think you should leave oh yeah uh, cool. And we also had um, what we do in the shadows back. Oh yeah, it's great. Many others that came I'm back this year. Trying to think some made up shit. I just can't. <laughs> on Sci-Fi Three. Um, I do have some shows that ended here this year. Uh, Conan, of course, came to an end. Uh, Vampirina for uh, those with kids. Judge Judy. Uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Mm. Uh, Dear White People. The Jump. Uh, Supergirl, Superstore, AP Bio, which I'm a big fan of, yeah. uh, Shameless, Mom, Last Man Standing, to oh, too soon, <laughs> NCIS New Orleans, uh, Pen15, uh, it was not renewed, uh, and Squidbillies, uh, all, all ended this mm. year. I was looking at some of the most popular shows, uh, Sunday Night Football, Thursday Night Football, <laughs> sure. ranked... At the top, uh, NCIS, Equalizer, This Is Us, and The Mass Singer represent our nation. Uh, as far as streaming goes, a show that we probably should mention just as far as like popularity oh, yeah. this year. Squid Game. Squid Game. Oh, uh, yeah. Seems kind of... Did you watch it? Yeah. And? Uh, I liked it. Yeah. yeah. It was fine. Um, I have no desire to... I like... I get what, what's going on. Like, mm-hmm. I don't need that shit. Don't you, know you, don't you want to eat the rich? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I'm just joking. I, it's fine. Yeah, it was a it was a fine show. It was good. Yeah. Uh, made a show called You, Coco Melon, and ooh, who could forget the Great British Bake Off? So good. Uh, very good COVID fair. If y'all get COVID, I never watched any of those like mm. baking shows. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. <laughs> I just cannot. I that's how I felt, but uh. I get it. I'm like I I've I've been so cynical about that stuff for my whole life, uh, but I get it. It is it passes time like 
If you need it's to kill eight I hours, don't think that it's a uh, that I can get sucked into it. It's just like I always I just know how I feel when I come out of like a binge of that, where I just like feel like time has just disappeared. I don't remember what happened even. Yeah, well, no, I agree, and I think the reason I appreciate it is because I have a hard time binging. Like if I watch one episode of something without stopping by myself, that's an accomplishment. Uh, but that is one show I could watch by myself for eight hours. Wow. And, and that that's good. It is good. I like this. You guys are falling into the mainstream. Uh, oh, yeah. Shows. You know us. <laughs> I got to get home to watch Equalizer. Can we hurry this up? Um, <laughs> uh, Ferguson's? My Ferguson we've already mentioned. White Lotus. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow, coming in hard. It's not that I hate it. It's just, again, like, yeah, it was, Ferguson. it's so praised. It's, and is it's it? not that good. It is. It is. I checked it's, it's got a very high IMDb, or uh, Rotten Tomatoes score. Um, and there was articles about it, like, nonstop when it was coming out. Like, this is the greatest thing ever. I'm like, maybe I'm watching a different show. I don't know. I loved it. My uh, F- Ferguson that I watched the full thing of is WandaVision. Mm. I really actually loved the first two episodes, which makes it a Ferguson for me. I don't really, I'm not a Marvel guy, uh, but I thought that the first two episodes were like cool and I was drawn in. Um, and then I'm like, oh, like, I don't know if this is just, I won't get too much into it because I'm sure that there's a lot of Marvel heads in the among the listeners, but it's just like, like you can predict everything that's going to happen and the stuff that you can't predict is like, Oh, okay. I see what they did there. Like it's just not satisfying. Um, I think of those, I, um, of those, um, Marvel Disney plus Loki was, I thought, uh, better. Okay. Yeah. I thought Loki was pretty good. I'll, uh, I'll put it on the list of Marvel things. You I don't have one to. Day check out. <laughs> and then the, my Ferguson of things that I, I actually watched every episode of WandaVision. Um, I don't know why. Uh, but then my Ferguson of things that I wanted to like and couldn't deal with was Nine Perfect Strangers. I was actually extremely excited to watch that show. I thought the cast was great. I love Nicole Kidman. And, uh, you know, I, I like Melissa McCarthy. And I was surprised at just how bad the writing was. It just, I got it two episodes in and I'm like, I can't watch this anymore. And I was like, this was, a, this was a show that is pretty rare for me. It's like, before it came out, I was like ready to watch the first episode. Mm-hmm. I was like counting down the days and didn't it's do a, it for me. It's a bummer when that happened. Yeah. I've never even heard of it. It was a, like a big Hulu? budget Hulu mm. thing. Like really star-studded cast um, about like a this like Nicole Kidman's like a wellness coach. Mm. And she like invites these strangers who all come together in this house and you know, there's intrigue <laughs> i see <laughs> okay um i don't have a ferguson uh i've mentioned this year in years past but like i just generally if i don't like something i, I fill I, in white lotus and no uh, white lotus no it was great <laughs> um i will give a quick plug during the time though to season two of how to with john wilson oh, a show yeah. i'm afraid not enough people are watching and it's gonna get canceled so how it even got to season two is amazing <laughs> it is amazing but it's on hbo how to with john wilson good lord yeah. it's so good um let's let's see so some of our listeners submitted their favorite stuff of uh 2021 we have cassandra with the morning show 
I think that's a second season. Big but, budget. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Josh with Last Chance You Basketball. Oh, wow. <laughs> surprised you didn't lead with that one. Um, let's see. Duplicitous, Duplicitous uh, Mall Talk uh, picked WandaVision with only Murders in the Building as a close runner-up. Uh, T-Bear Dart picked Maya in the three. Shay is awesome. Picked WandaVision. The White Lotus wow. <laughs> in 1883. You're Ferguson's. <laughs> uh, 1883, I think, is a follow-up to Yellow... Uh, what's that called? Yellowstone? I caught an episode of Yellowstone in yeah. in, uh, in, uh, in quarantine. And? I, I, I get I get why people like it. I would watch it. Okay. I would watch more of it. My dad's super into it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Justin is into that Fear Street series. I think it was like a series of three movies. Uh, Throw Revert uh, likes ghosts. I believe it's the new CBS sitcom about ghosts. Hmm. I've seen things like like people I respect saying it's awesome and people I respect saying it's terrible. So I'm interested mm. in checking it out. Yeah, that intrigues me. I'm to uh, Ben likes The Good Doctor. Um, Ethan, who was on our last episode, like uh, season two of The Mandalorian. Uh, Hasbomb, Secession, of course. Uh, Goblin Heath, the new season of Nevermind, the Buzzcocks after being off the air for seven years. Uh, Ryan picked Station Eleven. Um, Brett Wilson uh, picked You on Netflix and The Mass Singer. Good to hear from him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Marcus Smith picked Dexter, New Blood. I have watched, uh, my girlfriend loves Dexter. Yeah. And I have watched, uh, New Blood. New Blood. <laughs> I, it's very, like, the Dexter thing is, like, how long can they do the Dexter thing? But they write it really well. Like, I'm, I'm kind of hooked. All right. I almost right. considered it a close call. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm a few episodes in. It's good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I don't want to watch it. Uh, Joey M. Rules, like, Mayor of Easttown. Zachary Jackson Brown Art likes Midnight Mass. So does Jordan Weekles, Midnight Mass. Ivy Boy, Midnight Mass. Wow. Love the love. Uh, Barry, just... Did you finish it? Midnight Mass? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that... Um, I forget the lead actor's name. The guy who plays the priest. Yeah. Just one of the best performances of the year. So great. Um, our, our pal uh, Vaughn uh, said, It's a sin. You... Uh, 1971, Get Back, uh, Kevin Can F Himself, and yep, Squid Game, sorry, <laughs> it's all I did. <laughs> uh, map, 62789, like City on a Hill. Don't, don't know. Uh, Allie, uh, from Allie, like the, se- the season of Secession, uh, was amazing, but also like Midnight Mass. Mm, that seems yeah. like our big winner here, I yeah. like it. Uh, and our our good pal Lyndon likes Squid Game, um, so some some yeah. crossover there. Interesting. Yeah. Well, uh, that's forty five minutes on TV. <laughs> Where should we go next? Well, I I, I did that you know, on purpose because I knew that that was probably the thing we would have the most to talk about. So. Yes. Mm-hmm. And people like that stuff. So. Oh, TV's great. Yeah. So let's yeah. move to the thing that people care about the least. Book. A book. B O O K. Books. Yeah. Did you read any guys? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think I read anything that came out this year. Not even your own book? Uh, well, I mean, I read that a bunch of times, but um, 
you know, new, but stuff that, like, out of stuff that I, was new to me this year, my favorite was uh, the Preacher comic books. I've been reading the trade paperbacks, um, and, uh, you know, if you've listened to this a lot, you might have heard me mention pre the Preacher TV series, loved that, uh, and this is great. Um, different, but similar, and, um, I don't know, makes me kind of appreciate the TV series a little more even for how they decided to, like, adapt the stories the way they did. Um, so anyway, it's a, yeah, great series. So I've got two tiers here. The one is things in 2021 that came out that I didn't read. And, uh, <laughs> but you want to? Yeah. Uh -huh. and, and so that is uh, Yes, Daddy by Jonathan Parks Ramage, uh, who is the, the brother of my girlfriend. Uh, and, uh, it's, it's a big critical hit. It's been optioned for a, a TV show by Amazon or by Amazon prime, uh, I think, or whatever that, that's called. Um, I have the audiobook queued up for my drive back. Oh, great. Um, it, it has been described as a, uh, a queer get out. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it, it's a real page turner. She read it in one day. Wow. Uh, which anytime anyone reads anything in one day, I feel like uh, yeah. it's pretty impressive. And I embarrassingly haven't read it yet, so I've got the audiobook queued up. Uh, so I'm saying that, assuming that I'm going to love it. And then um, this has been my year of Jonathan Franzen. Hmm. Uh, I read The Corrections and Freedom, which are both very long novels. They're both like great American novel, aspiring long novels, like you know, 700 pages or so. And really couldn't have liked either better. Uh, great character development. Loved reading them. Loved the experience of reading them. Loved having... It's just so nice uh, when you have a, a book that you're just like can't wait to find the time to crack open yeah. again. Especially when it's a long book because it lasts longer and because you're not you know getting bored of it. And I haven't had that experience in a while and super pumped uh, uh, about those books. He, he just came out with a book this year too, which I should probably read. But, uh, the, those, those are the books that I've read this year that I really enjoyed. Cool. Um, well, the only, well, there's Brett Wilson's, are you afraid of the dark book, oh, which I yeah. think qualifies, yeah. uh, great looking book, great guide, Fantastic. the unofficial guide to, are you afraid of the dark? The only book I fully read this year came out in the 70s, I think, uh, which is The Denial of Death by Ernest Becker. Um, and it's a meditation on death and uh, why people behave the way they behave and what, like, causes, a, what causes, um, like, what motivates us in life to continue on despite the fact that death hangs over everything. And it's, uh, like, it's not as depressing as I think uh, the title might sound. It's, like, pretty informative on human behavior and, I found it because of uh, Mark Maron. It's Mark Maron's favorite yeah. book. And uh, yeah. I heard him talking about it with someone. I forget what the interview was. But I was like, oh, this sounds right up my alley. I'm pretty preoccupied with death. And I mean, Mark um, Maron had an interview with someone that he ended up talking more about what he likes and himself <laughs> than what the interviewee's how way more famous and interesting life How dare you? <laughs> may entail. I can't believe it. Doesn't you, sound like You it. never listened to WTF? Does it sound like I never listened to WTF? I just described every episode yeah. of WTF. Yeah, so you like it. 
Yeah, I like it, it is what he does. You're right. You're right. Um, but anyway, he he shouted out the book in like a very passionate way, and uh, I couldn't agree more. Like I think it actually explains a lot about the times we're living in right now with why people are behaving the way the way they are despite the pandemic, despite like having the tools to actually combat it and willingly not. Uh, like a lot of um, machoism and like not wanting to look weak and like e- like how ego and narcissism fuels people to do what is actually wrong and um, yeah it's a fascinating read so denial of death by Ernest Becker oh interesting close call uh, yeah my close call is Chainsaw Man uh, by Tatsuki Fujimoto hmm. it's a um, manga that came out like couple years ago um pretty uh, pretty popular i think um but it's like this kid that he lives in a world of demons and stuff and he becomes what's called chainsaw man which is like <laughs> he's it's exactly what it sounds like he's chainsaw, chainsaw man? <laughs> sticking out of different parts of his body um heck yeah but it looks it's just i love how it's drawn um and uh, just very bizarre story, uh, just something that was so different that sucked me in. Cool, sounds uh, pretty fascinating. All right, in lieu of a of a close call, I present the my top five space junk characters. Oh, more space junk? Well, in the space junk universe. Okay. And this is subjective. I just thought of it today. Uh, this should be said it's andrew's book everyone knows it's andrew's okay book. all right buy it you, you know buy it <laughs> you got a lot yeah. of reviews i was looking at it today you got a decent amount yeah so uh my number five is furred hmm. uh Good. you know he knows the lay of the land uh he's selfish and unredeemable and i <laughs> and i respect a character drawn that way uh, number four is Stella. You gotta mm. love a, a vengeful, sexy ladyship. Am I right? Sure. Uh, number three is something I wouldn't thought of, uh, think that I would have thought uh, is Toby and Spez. Mm. Initially, didn't love the like larger framing of yeah. the of the uh, you know of of both books with the, them kind of as like the mystery science theater kind of like commentators on it almost mm. but really learn like they have their own voice and like they really kind of set the tone in a cool way and i think yeah especially as like tone setters really uh cool characters uh number two todd mm. really a, a late comer to to my list here but just kind of I, I like the idea of like kind of squeezing everything out of your like 15 minutes of fame that you can you know just like really trying to be the main character, uh, if you're, if you're not the main character and, uh, surprising to me, number one is, uh, Admiral Zock. Ah. <laughs> Just more redeemable than I, than I would have thought. Like kind of reminds me of like a, a better version of, uh, what's the Futurama guy that he's kind of like, um, Zap, Zap Brannick. Yeah. Yeah. But like a, a, a better version of like a kind of character like that is kind of what I'm amazing. Like yes. more depth. Wow. Um, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I don't like Futurama, oh. so I don't know <laughs> Never mind. No, how, how high of praise that is. I don't do people love. <laughs> oh, yeah. That? Oh, he's yeah. so, yes. I love him. Well, I love, <laughs> I love Zock. Are, are those related? Like, was that like a related? Uh, 
I mean, name only, sort of. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you like... There's like I mean, ship maybe, guys, maybe. Maybe he resembles the Futurama character more than I think. Well, just like Brash, like, yeah, maybe yeah. like thinks of thinks more highly of himself. Yeah, than, yeah. But like, there's a depth to it, which is cool. Like, there's another side to it. Yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah. Great. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, I want to shout out uh, another friend's... Uh, it's a comic book. Um, it's kind of hard to find. Um, so my friend Tim Petoniak uh, did a comic book. There's two parts now called Love Land. Love Land, one word. Um, and I was just going to read the kind of write-up here. The art's kind of, it's really cool. It looks, the art's, uh, at least volume one and two, looks cool. Um, but they, like I mentioned, they're a little hard to find, but they're out there. There's something called Comixology on Amazon. Um, so... Right up here for the first part, uh, it is winter of 2012, and we are introduced to Dallas, who is investigating the claim that the pop song End of the World as We Know It is a coded message that foretells the end of civilization. She finds the oblique clue deep in the heart of Texas embedded in the song. The investigation is cut short when Dallas, her partner, and the man they have been interrogating are all gunned down by a mysterious purple antagonist. Um, it's, uh, it, there's like a lot of like, uh, it's cool. It's like decoding through song lyric and, uh, the art's really cool. And so Tim is a great guy. Is he from Cleveland? He is not. Uh, he's from New York. He's from Rochester, uh, but lives in Boston, near Boston now. Rochester's mm -hmm. a very cool city. Um, did, did, have you told him the Cleveland end of the world kind of story because like that that song is never anything other than the song i listened to yeah for hours the night before 24 hours yeah, yeah. our our everyone everyone who i like in cleveland's favorite radio station uh was deplatformed and turned into a different radio station they played that song for 24 hours and i mean i remember being a kid and listening to it and like as sad as a, as, as a kid could be Oh yeah. So that song has a lot of meaning to me. So it's it's cool that that's the. Yeah, he went to a college in Ohio. I don't. I mean, he's he's been to Cleveland a ton, but um, yeah, he's got a band called School Night Band Camp. Very kind of like lo-fi. Uh, great guy though. So Loveland, uh, folks, check it out. Any any book Fergusons, you heathens? Andrew has one. <laughs> Have one. He's like, you know what? Uh, I've gotten ba I've gotten bad reviews on Amazon. I'm letting someone have it. Um, no, I. <laughs> this is just a book that, like, I think, well, has inspired. It's the book that it's called "Who Goes There" by John W. Campbell, and it's inspired uh, the Thing movie. Mm. Oh. Um, so all this time, like, I'm hearing about this book throughout like, these years, legend. just haven't gotten to it. Finally got to it, and I'm reading it. I'm like. God, this is pretty bad. I mean, it's written pretty poorly. Um, just like the wording even is leaves a lot to be desired. Like the best thing about it is the like the seed of the idea that's there for other stuff. Mm. But um, it's not. You know, I I was just disappointed. All right, I wouldn't recommend it. That's interesting. Uh, no books. I have no book Ferguson's. Uh, no. Okay. 
Uh, some of our listeners' picks, uh, Cassandra picked more space junk. Oh, hey, thanks, Cassandra. Um, let's see. Uh, duplicitous small... T- oh, it's duplicitous small talk, not small talk. Uh, pl- picked Clara and the Sun by Kaiuzo Kai- Ishiguro. Very famous mm. writer. Really? Yeah. I didn't know he had a, a novel this year. Oh, okay. Um... The Anthropocene, reviewed reviewed by John Green. Um, Final Girls. Love John Green. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fault in Our Stars oh. and Paper Towns. He's also a historian. Crash On YouTube, Crash Course. They're pretty good. Final Girls Support Group by Grady Hendricks. Sorry, Shay picked Final Girls. Um, Just Zach put a tie between more space junk. And Truth of the Divine by Lindsay Ellis. Hmm. You're tied with Truth of the Divine. <laughs> no pressure. Uh, Ryan picked, uh, not released in 2021, but finally read It, and it was mm. uh, fun. Love it. Love yeah. the pick. Yeah. Um, Brett Wilson picked Space Junk. Oh. Jordan uh, picked A Swim in a Pond in the Rain by George Saunders. Mm. That came out this year? I, I don't know. Even mm. if it didn't. George Saunders. No, I didn't know there was, there was a Saunders that came out. Yeah, go read George Saunders. Uh, Vaughn picked Let Me Tell You What I Mean by Joan Didion, who passed away uh, today. She did? About today. Mm-hmm. Oof. Yeah, she wrote Rest in Peace, Queen. Wow. Uh, and Allie picked The Transgender Issue by Sean Fay. Cool. Yeah. Um... You guys want to do podcasts? I feel like I'm in the mood for talk podcasts. Yeah, I'm glad that I don't have to. <laughs> sure. All right, podcast. Yeah, um, this is something that didn't even come out this year. It's not. I don't even know if. I mean, it's a really YouTube thing, mm. sort of. Joe Rogan? No. Not sure. <laughs> the new Kyle Rittenhouse Potter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's called Cartoonist Kayfabe. Okay. And it's these two guys that are comic book uh, creators who most of the episodes are then like picking a really uh, influential comic book and kind of like flipping through it and talking about the artists and the pencil or everybody involved. Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name's Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. And I'm Tom Scholey. And uh, we're going to be looking at the forthcoming animated classic, Faust. All right, guys. So let's crack open uh, Faust number one. We have two versions. This is the original North Star version, a second printing, with that David Quinn signature from 1989. That's a heck of a signature he's putting on there. It is, man. Uh, and, <laughs> Feels uh, like he's writing some extra letters. Look at the thing. Yeah, like, I, like I, was, I was looking at it, and I was like, well, that's definitely not a T, and it kind of looks like that. So, you know, it looks like there's a B. Um, and just, like, and all the history behind it, too, and, like, um, behind, like, what was going on when it came out, too, and, like, how it affected the comic book industry and stuff like that. Um, and they have interviews with comic book uh, artists, like, famous comic book artists. Um, but it's been really good for me, especially, um, like, I'll put it on before I start to write or whatever, um, just as a, like, background inspirational thing. Like, it just feels like 
they're just talking about these guys like doing this work and um, especially with these comic book guys so many of them especially about you know 10 years ago or 15 years ago like during the comics boom um, that were just like pumping this out stuff out so fast and furious uh, it just um, and it feels just kind of inspirational and really interesting too and a way for me to like see a lot of these comic books that I just don't have the money to invest in you yeah know, and just see what yeah. they are all about without having to go that far um so it's been just really interesting and entertaining sounds cool yeah what's it called cartoonist kayfabe kayfabe is a uh, wrestling term for like the the story that they're doing you know what i mean like being in character kind oh, of like the like in wrestling the story yes yeah okay. i was just called the story I don't know where the term came it from. It seems like right. more syllables than, than, than the thing you're trying to replace. Um, my favorite podcast... I didn't really listen to any 2021 new podcast this year, but the podcast that I discovered that I listened to the most is the Art Bell Archive, uh, which I listen to pretty much every night before I go to bed. I've got Mel on the line. Mel's the guy with the never-ending hole. Right now, I'm in a little town called Ellensburg. Oh, I know Ellensburg. Oh, you got you, you really think you've got 80,000? Yes. Yeah, I, I uh, get uh, line in 5,000-yard spools. I've gone through that many. As usual, I brought the dogs with me. Uh, they wouldn't go anywhere near the damn thing. And if I try to bring them there on a leash, they'll just dig their feet, and they do not want to go anywhere near the hole. The one guy claims that he threw his uh, departed canine down into the hole. Oh, really? And... Uh, where the the dog actually came back to uh, you know you know our bell like you know AM radio late night kind of like X Files y Oh uh you know like interviewing he talks about UFOs. Yeah. Oh I know this guy, yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. You look at me like you have no I know that you know <laughs> who our bell is. I just maybe didn't put together that was his name. But, but like from listening to the whole story of Mel's Hole you remember Mel's Hole? I know this name, but I, I don't it's like a caller that calls in who who like starts off by just saying that he's got this hole in his backyard that just doesn't end and that uh you know he's thrown things people have been using as a trash dump forever and then slowly he starts to say that the government has like taken over his property and like accused him of stuff like it it is it rides the line between something that is plausible and something that is like fantasy and written, um, so does he? So is he now telling like curated stories? Or no, no. This is calling... all presented as reality. We don't. No one knows really what. But these are other people's stories. Yeah. So most of it is like uh, interviewing people about certain topics. People who are experts on, say, remote viewing, or uh, you know, people who are writing books about Area Fifty One. Mm. You know, or people who are writing books about like weirder stuff like you know demon energy or something but then they have like callers that like become you know part of the the lore too but it's it's the best late night listening like if you just like want to relax to something and not think about it and just be immersed in a story um at night and and i'm like increasingly more of an audio person at night than a, than a visual person at night it's because i get headaches a lot 
love it. It's it's like been like a like a therapeutic thing for me as much as anything. So uh, shout out to you. Art Bell, who's been dead for like 20 <laughs> years, but someone curated all these yeah. uh, old AM uh, uh, radio episodes that, that uh, I find great joy in. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah it's you, called? Uh, the, the When I search it, it's called the Art Bell Archive. Okay. <laughs> um, I used to listen to it all the time when I was younger. Yeah. Um, loved it. Like during the X-Files days. Yeah. You were, oh, God. That's the greatest. It's like a kid who would freak me the hell out too. And it was on at like midnight or something. So <laughs> and that know. feeling of like that way an AM radio sounds, mm-hmm. especially when you're driving at like 1 AM, like, oh, it just. Is it possible it came on after like Indians games or yeah. something? Okay. Yeah. Because I was like, I, there's a lot of times I feel like it, I would just drift into it after like a game <laughs> exactly. or something. In Cleveland, it would come on 1100. So yeah. It would come okay. on after okay. Indians games. Okay. Yeah. There's something so like uh, magical too about it that it feels like, mm. especially when it was first airing, it felt like who the hell is listening to this? Exactly. You know, you're like one of the few people that are up listening to this weirdness. That is a big part you know? of it. Yeah, I have. I I did a lot of you know late night driving for like various reasons uh, in my life and. You know, a lot of times it'd be like someone who has a book, and I've mm. I've purchased no fewer than three books uh, based on Art Bell interviews. <laughs> uh, you know, whether they're on you know remote viewing the secrets to like the Egyptian pyramids mm. or like uh, you know Area Fifty One or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, there's one that I remember. Um, I don't know how real this was, but he supposedly got like all of his listeners to at one point like focus on something i forget what it was but like they were all supposed to like focus their mental energy on this thing and supposedly there was i I don't remember what the outcome was but there was something big that supposedly happened like an earthquake or something that was like of course (laughs) (laughs) they're like let's stop we don't know if this is gonna (laughs) if you've never listened to it i would and are and are somewhat interested, like just YouTube, um, Art Bell, Mel's Hole, because I feel like that that's my favorite. That's kind of the most famous thing. If you know the band The Handsome Family, they have a song called The Bottomless Pit that's based on this story, uh, and it it's just super intriguing and unfolds. I think over a couple of years. Um, I love the idea of the government coming after this hole. Like, yes, it's, <laughs> it's in Washington. This bottomless hole. Yeah. We, have to, we, we have to get control of this exactly. thing. Exactly. <laughs> it's amazing. It appeals. It's so good, too, to me because it's so apolitical that, like, it appeals to, like, people who are, like, total, like, Trumpy people and people who are total, like, liberal people. Yeah, like, yeah. it's, like, the same kind of, uh, I don't know, it feels like a real common ground. I'm just looking up some stuff. There's an article here called Who Killed Art Bell. Oh, of course there is. <laughs> I don't know. I think he might be still a- alive out well, there. Someone's up to someone's up to something. George Norrie is the is the person yeah. who does it now and he's okay. Uh and he's been doing it for about 15 years. Um he's a little too uh, agreeable, I feel like. Yeah. Part of what's cool about Art Bell and makes it feel like there's some verisimilitude here is that like he'll push back yeah. on ideas, which was like, which makes you feel like, Oh, he's really looking yeah. out for the truth. <laughs> yeah. Even though I don't think he always yeah. is, but he like, you know, acts as if he is. Yeah. Was our bell into like simulation theory? 
Probably. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, anything that's like kind of sci-fi and like techy and uh, and that there's like some expert that wrote a book. You know, if someone with a PhD has written on it and it's weird, like he's like talked to them. Okay. And is into it. All right. Cool. Um. Well, my pick is a 2021 podcast. Oh. It's uh. It's very good. It's just a very agreeable podcast. Mm. It's called Storytime with Seth Rogen. Um, mm. The first episode is a great hook into it. It's called Glorious Bastards. Um, it's kind of the story of how this like fem- female comedian uh, who, who wasn't sure whether she wanted to do that. She was Jehovah or Jehovah, I think. Yeah, Jehovah. Um, and uh, about her chance encounter with Paul Rudd, who changed the course of her life at a movie theater when she went to go see Inglorious Bastards. Um, and it gets like kind of crazier from there. There are not every episode's quite as good as the last, but there's a couple that are very good. That one's very good. There's one with Paul Shear about how he found out. Well, I don't want to ruin anything. It's about Paul Shear's trip to Walt Disney World. Uh, and then my favorite episode of any podcast this year was the last episode of Storytime with Seth Rogen. It's called The Ballad of Mount Doogie Dollar. And it is just an incredible episode of <laughs> podcasting. Um, Cruising down the road and I looked up at the mile marker, which was the seven kilometer mark. And there's a grizzly bear on the road about 75 or 100 feet away. So I stopped immediately and I yelled aloud to it. Hey bear. Hey bear. Hey bear. Hey bear. I knew it was a grizzly right away. So I'm going to say it was bigger than the typical black bear. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely differently shaped. Do they have like a hump grizzly bears? Is that kind of one of yeah, the Yeah, you got a hump and kind of a big wide flat head. Uh, this one was wet from having just stepped out of the bush. So, you know, honestly, it didn't look particularly huge to me. Uh, what it was, was it was uh, nine feet long from nose to toe. Holy shit. Yeah, so it, so it, it was a big framed bear. Uh, it was four or five years old, uh, and it weighed 350 pounds. A long, wet, gangly grizzly bear. So you're 100 feet away from the bear, on your bike and you stop and you're you're yelling at it very very good so uh yeah story time with seth rogan it's pretty pretty fun great editing a lot of yeah great sounding podcasts i think that there are like there must be a dozen stories circulating about paul rudd being like an amazing person (laughs) he's just probably it's they're true i just read one he's just gotta be awesome (laughs) about yeah him like with a CVS worker, like him coming in, the guy was like really tired and he like bought a Butterfinger bar and, and asked the the guy's manager said like, Oh, it's too heavy for me. I'm really tired. I'm going to need him to take, to help me put it in my trunk. And he like took him out and they like shared a cigarette and he went to go buy him coffee and wouldn't let him back in the store until he had his coffee. Just like, you know, the dude was having a hard day. Like I feel like Paul Rudd is, and that, and I listened to that Paul, that, that episode with him and, it just seems like he is the best of the best, you know, yeah. in terms of knowing what to do with his, uh, with his celebrity. Those Kansas City boys. Yeah, yeah. I feel like John Hamm is probably similar. I feel like John yeah. Hamm's a really good uh, dude too. Jason Sudeikis also. Jason Kansas Sudeikis, City. yeah. yeah. Hmm. Um, cool. Kansas City. Close calls. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, my this is a little weird maybe for me, but my close call is you made it weird. The Pete Holmes podcast. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't I like know Pete what. Holmes. Yeah, I I don't. He doesn't seem like someone on the outset that I would necessarily uh, be drawn to, but um, this podcast is just like very uplifting and uh it's a lot of existential stuff like them talking about you know everyday living how to live you know uh how to <laughs> deal with living every day and stuff um it's just i don't know i i guess i put it on like just as a uh refresher for me just to, like feel a little something a little lighter that i don't know makes me feel like uh, maybe, maybe it makes me feel like less crazy just thinking about uh, the, that type of thing all the time and just like being, um, I don't know, overwhelmed in everyday life and stuff like that. Um, but it's very good. Just him, him and his wife in a lot of episodes or him talking to a famous comedian or something. Yeah, I, I, I haven't listened to that. I should because I really like his show. And it's one of those things, again, it's like, do, why do I like Pete Holmes? Like, what is it about him that I like? But I, I do. I find him. I find yeah. him charming. I have no close call. Okay. I got a couple here. Uh, the main one I would really recommend is on Spotify, I believe only, and it's called "60 Songs That Explain the '90s." Mm. It's hosted by a guy who's from our area. Uh, his name's mm. uh, well, he's I don't think he is anymore. He works. For, it's a Ringer podcast, but uh, his name's Rob Harvilla. He is like a music journalist now. Um, but it's very enjoyable personally because a lot of his stories are like Cleveland based, like mm. concerts he saw in Cleveland. Uh, he used to work for, what's that Cleveland magazine? Alternative and Press? Maybe. Yeah. Um, but besides the story time episode that I loved, my second favorite podcast episode of the year was, uh, his episode on 60 songs that explain the nineties on semi-charm life by third eye blind. It is an incredible episode where he also interviews the lead singer of Eve Six, uh, Max. Who Twitter ab- celebrity. Yes, Twitter celebrity who absolutely hates um, Stephen Jenkins. Because he stole his girlfriend, I know from Twitter. Yeah. Well, this the whole episode is like an hour on how everybody hates Stephen Jenkins. Everybody. Like, it, the, the episode starts with like six minutes straight straight of Rob Harvilla reading quotes about how Stephen Jenkins sucks. Um, but he does a bunch of great ones. I just listened to one on Pavement, Gold Sounds. Mm. Um, there's a lot of stuff in my wheelhouse. New Radicals, You Get What You Give. But there's a lot, all genres. It, it, it hits all genres. Um, it's uh, what a great idea for a podcast. Yes, I mean, it, and it's. I wish it, you guys were doing that <laughs> instead of making me watch Cat Dog. His is, um, his is much more like. So you can tell, like the first twenty minutes is like written, like it's like something he wrote. Mm-hmm. He's reading it. It's very, it's very. Um, I don't know what the right. Yeah, it's it. Yeah, he's reading something, but it has a real voice to it. And then the second half is an episode with someone about the song. Usually someone's either in the business or semi-famous. Sometimes it's just a friend. But, um, oh my gosh, you got to you gotta check out the semi-charmed. I mean, they're all good. Uh, Jim Blossom's episode is good. Um, there is a Weezer one. Uh, Alanis Morissette's new one. Um, anyway, it's great. Uh, Bone Thugs, I got that one downloaded. Great. You uh, recommended it to me, and I've saved it for my drive. Oh my gosh, you're gonna! But I will say, over download. I will be furious if 
flagpole sitta is not does not come up it is yeah, one of it his 90 yet. songs i know because to me flagpole sitta is like flagpole sitta comes up in the new radicals episode i believe this, um, this disgusts me they're not even related <laughs> well i think as karaoke came up oh yeah i believe I mean, flagpole sitta is my karaoke. i, I could be wrong but i, I believe yeah. um other podcasts I've been listening to, uh, Park Predators. Uh, I've kind of gotten out of the you know crime podcast mm-hmm. thing, but it's about crimes that happen in national parks, which is like a very interesting blend of things I like. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so Park Predators, uh, you know, crimes in national parks. They're, Interesting. Again, very like you could tell she's pre-written it, um, kind of laid out. Uh, Freedom, great comedy podcast with Paul F. Tompkins, Scott Aukerman, and Lauren Lapkus. Mm. Just three friends sitting around. Somehow, every episode they come up with just stuff to talk about, and it's very amusing. And then if you're a big fan of I Think You Should Leave, the Netflix comedy series with Tim Robinson, as I am, there's a podcast called That's a Chunky, where <laughs> they do all th- <laughs> they do all things I Think You Should Leave. And they've started like getting some actors from the show and interviewing them. They had uh, Professor Yerbe from the Cheeseburger Sketch. Um, they get like a lot of the actors on from the sketches, uh, the guy from Dan flashes. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, so Thanks. 60 songs, park predators, freedom. That's a chunky. Love those. Um, I was looking at some popular podcasts this year. The thing about Helen and Olga crime junkie. I, I was, I'm guessing like all of the top 50 are true crime. Yeah. Crime junkie, morbid, a true crime podcast, Dateline NBC. Dateline NBC was one of the top rated. Uh... This is, can I interject with a public service announcement? I truly think from the bottom of my critical thinking heart that true crime is rotting y'all's brains. Please stop listening to true crime. It's not good. I think that it's like some sort of like CIA psyop to make everyone paranoid and think that everything around them is dangerous. Yes, there is danger around you, but when you listen to those things, it it warps your brain. Please stop listening to true crime. Find something uplifting. There are good things in the world. Stop listening to true crime. Seth Rogen's podcast is pretty uplifting. <laughs> End of rant. <laughs> I don't even listen to them, the true crime podcasts, but uh, I feel paranoid just knowing they're out there. Yeah, thank like, God. God. There's so many. You'd be institutionalized so if you're listening to true the, crime. The Unsolved Mysteries podcast. I mentioned it last year. It's pretty good. <laughs> Stop listening to it. I get we all understand that it passes time. We all understand that it's interesting, but please consider whether or not it is healthy for your mental I think if it's the only thing you're listening to, that's a problem. <laughs> no, I think that you need to quit it cold turkey. Cold turkey, y'all. New Year's resolution, no more true crime. Mm. Except Park Predators is pretty good. <laughs> um, I'm dead serious. <laughs> I know you are. I can tell. Uh, any Ferguson's? No. Yeah, my Ferguson is any Cleveland <laughs> Cavaliers related Oh, podcast. no. Boo. Well, what about crime prog? Don't you? It sounds like crime podcasts. No, no, no. <laughs> Those aren't Fergusons. Those are evil. They're evil. They are evil psyops by some sort of malignant force, malevolent force in 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 in, in the. In I can't the read. World. You might be right. But but uh but my Ferguson is uh more apropos of like what a Ferguson to me is, which is uh i love the cleveland cavaliers and there's just nothing you can listen to that is interesting or more insightful than like texting with joey about uh 
do so, better. Okay, well, there you, you send your. Well, there, yeah, there, there you go, folks. We got all your Cavs fans out there. You just text me. <laughs> uh, it is my favorite thing to text about. I think you're the only other person that. Yeah, we we've got we've got a Cleveland sports chat, and it's like radio silence yeah. when the Cavs come up. <laughs> They're good this year, though. Um, Okay, so some of our listener picks for favorite podcasts. Vince, B-O-C. Thanks, Vince. Uh, Cassandra, Dungeons and Decades, which is uh, our friend Allie's podcast. Yeah. Uh, Josh picked The Right Time Within, uh, or The Right Time with Bomani Jones. I've been meaning to listen to that. I've heard a lot of people. I'm always in for like a good sports podcast, which is oh, why you would right. yeah. uh, And I feel like uh, I don't like Bomani Jones, but a lot, <laughs> lots of people have said like, He's, he's got some real gems. Yeah. We're checking out. T-Bear Dart. Anything for Selena. Shay is awesome. Big Orange Couch. Celeb- celebrity Memoir Book Club. Rotten Mango. Sin- uh, Sinisterhood. And, Spl- Mango. and Splat Attack. Ooh. Is that a person or a podcast? I don't know. It's a podcast. There's a great Austin band called uh, Rotten Mangoes. Oh. You guys check them out. Okay. Rotten Mangoes. And, oh uh, yeah, Splat Attack. Um, Tara mentions Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Mm. It's a fun listen. Uh, Justin mentions Talk Scary to Me. Throw Revert mentions Crime and Sports. Mm. No? <laughs> no. All right. It's Gateway. <laughs> gateway. <laughs> uh, Ethan says BOC. Hasbomb says Always BOC. Uh, Ryan says Tone Mob. Um, Brett Wilson mentions BOC and Rich Roll. What's that? I don't know. I mean, I. You I look hope, it up? Uh, yeah, here, I'll look it up. Rich Roll. I don't even know what you're saying. I'm sorry, Rich Roll. Rich Roll. R I C H R O L L. Rich Roll. Rich Roll. Rich Roll. Uh, the Rich Roll Podcast. Each week, Rich delves deep into all things wellness with some of the brightest and most forward-thinking people. Hmm. Hmm. That sounds positive. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, more ritual, less... Uh, <laughs> murder, murder. Murder, murder. <laughs> I, it is bad for you. I used to listen to like a lot more of them, and I had to stop. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Of, of any opinion that I have, like, <laughs> this is what I'm most sure of. Um, Marcus Smith, 84, Big Orange Couch, Jordan, BOC, otherwise Criminal with Phoebe Judge, Nico Potamus. You love Phoebe Judge? No, I have no idea what it is. It sounds <laughs> okay. just interesting. I don't know. You sound peaked. <laughs> Nico Potamus says, you, duh. Also, Conan O'Brien needs a friend and Smartless. Uh, Amy Marie 657 says Orange Couch Podcast, 90s nostalgia all day. We need more trivia in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> Disagree. <laughs> Chris is Chris is not on board with the trivia. I offended y'all by saying no, that was no, the most big Orange Couch podcast I, I've ever heard. Uh, no, it might have seemed like that just from me not answering. But no, neither of like, you answering. And, and I we had come points. up with like we had good, hundreds of points. I, I was just doing a little, <laughs> doing a little prep, guys. <laughs> prep? We don't know what she's gonna ask. Yeah, yeah. yeah but you guys. All right. In all fairness, those were the hard shows. The second. Yes. Don't wow. watch Rocket Power. Yeah. Don't watch Cat Dog. Don't watch 
space. Or at did least you guys not know, as much as like. Did you know what the categories things? were going to be before? No. no. Well, that's your problem. I think that <laughs> Melissa should at least. If she told me the category is space cases, I'm not going yeah, to watch space to, cases. How do you cram for that? Just. I don't know. There's not time. Uh. <laughs> Let's see. Um, Vaughn says, duh, it's you guys. Shout out to uh, Cassie and Brett as well. Map62789 says, big orange couch. Allie says, new to me, dungeons and daddies. That must be an alternate. Because <laughs> uh, hers is dungeons and decades, so dungeons and daddies must be... Uh... That sounds even better. <laughs> uh, oh, Bonna also mentioned Unsolved Mysteries. Hey, oh. that it is a good one. Mysteries are fun. Mysteries are fun. Is that what does the guy host it? The Unsolved Mysteries guy? Is it's he still a, around? No, I think oh. he's dead. But uh, the guy who intros the stories, <laughs> the guy who intros the stories, he's pretty like pretty spooky, pretty serious. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, and Lyndon mentions the brilliant idiots. Maybe worth checking out. Yeah. Podcasts. Uh, Andrew, where should we go next? Uh, why don't we get video games out of the way? <laughs> sure. I, mean, I have absolutely nothing to okay. say. Well, this year, my top video game that I was playing was The Addams Family. Um, Again? This was not Bugs <laughs> and Scavenger Hunt. This was... Oh, my God. <laughs> this is, is this a bit... <laughs> Because you beat yeah. you beat Pugsley's yeah. uh, game. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there you <here> we go. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> They're just so aesthetically pleasing, you know, like the Adams Family world. I like being in there. Anyway. The music. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> the NES game. It's just called Adams Family. Yeah. It okay. was from the first movie. From the first okay. NES movie. Okay. Um, Anyway, beat it. Uh, it's not as good as Pugs and Scavenger Hunt. Uh, oh, okay, not as good. Yeah. Well, you got. Is there another Adam's Family game? One. There's a lot of them. Oh, Family well, games. you know what you got to do for next year. <laughs> <laughs> That's. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Any favorites, Chris? Uh, I was racking my brain. Uh, sometimes when I'm like really putting off a task, I will play Whale Trail. You guys ever play it on your phone? No. I'm really good at Whale Trail. I I'm cons- if if I like spend an hour playing it, which is uh, not frequent because it makes me depressed to play a video game for an hour, uh, I will be in the top ten in the world for that day. For that day, I'll I'll do it right in front of you when we're done. I'm a Whale Trail expert. Whale Trail, I see it here. If if y'all know what, what uh, Whale What's your Trail name on there. Uh, so pl- I can check them. Plicks. Plicks. Okay. Not not all time. Not even for the week, but for the day. Okay. Especially if I do I'm it early, early, in early in the day. Early in the day. That's the key. If I'm going to do it early in the day. I've played during the day. I, 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 t- I sometimes get up there in Crossy Road. I'm consistently at, at the five <laughs> to eight million, if you know, if you, you whale trailheads know. <laughs> Whoa. Wow. That does sound like Sounds uh, like maybe that's Welter. Yep. Uh, I don't have a game. Any close calls? Yeah, my close call was Flintstones on Genesis and Game Boy. I've been playing those. Uh, <laughs> some more um, platformers that I a little more enjoy. recent, uh, more, yeah, more recent sure, sure. endeavors. <laughs> 
Chris, do you have a close call? I couldn't imagine one. Okay. Mm. I was looking at some of the top games of this year. Sure. Uh, Call of Duty, Black Ops, mm. Madden 22, mm. MLB The Show 21, mm. Resident Evil Village, and Super Mario 3D World. It makes me feel good that, that there's a baseball video game that people play because no one watches baseball. <laughs> yeah. uh, baseball is like a fun game, sport to play on video games, I think. I feel like soccer is probably the most fun. If like as a, just a neutral non uh, video game player, I feel like soccer seems to me like uh, when I watch people play soccer games, I can get into it. Or that car soccer game. Football is good too because you don't have to stop for commercial. No, or... football is too complicated. I don't know how the learning curve on football is like too high. Like soccer, you're just like running around, yeah, kicking stuff. Like football, too hard. Baseball, yeah. you can cut this out, but uh, like the day that Madden came out, when I used to work at a video game store, that was like the equivalent of a holiday at the video <laughs> game store. Like more people showed up for that than any other single thing. Uh, just drove me nuts. It's like you know, a couple. You wait a couple months, this game's gonna be half price. You know, but yeah. you gotta have it that first day. Do you have a Ferguson video game? Okay. Uh, well, some of our listener picks. Vince picked Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy. Cassandra, A Hat in Time. T-Bear Dart. Uh, Psychonauts 2. Throw Revert. MLB The Show 2021. Justin, Resident Evil Village. Uh, Addy to Patty. Call of Duty Vanguard. Goblin Heath. Monster Hunter Rise. I think that was a pretty uh, popular one here. Uh... Brett Wilson picked Psychonauts 2 and the new Pokemon Snap. Uh, Marcus Smith picked Far Cry 6. And Lyndon picked Sackboy. Hmm. Okay. Know any of those? No. No? I know them all. Yeah? (laughs) Which one's your favorite? Sackboy. (laughs) Good pick. (laughs) I I generally trust Lyndon. Um... Okay, well, before we continue on, we are we are actually going to split this episode into uh, two parts here. So uh, we thank you for journeying this far along. We'll have a second part uh, coming up, right, Andrew? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know. I've got a thing. I think I have to leave. I don't think I can be here for part two. <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. If the people want if the people will have to request. Yeah, they'll have to find out. All right, so let's do a thing like they did in uh, uh, the Art Bell uh, mm. um, Coast to Coast, where everyone just like really concentrates their energy, if yes. so I can get out of my thing that I have to go to, and maybe I can make it back for part two. All right, so listeners, we're thinking about getting Chris back on for part two. Let's put all our energy into it. Ready? We'll see what yeah, happens. Feels pretty powerful. <laughs> see what yeah. happens here. All right. Yeah. Uh, uh, see you guys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, we're on Twitter at BOC Podcast, Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast, email us at Orange Couch Podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Pod- uh, Spotify, Podbean, iTunes. Leave us a review. That's really helpful. Uh, I think that wraps up uh, part one of 2021. Well, now that we've gotten the boring topics out of the way, I really hope that I can join you for part two. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) 
We'll see all you shit asses next time. <laughs>